gotta throw some cold water on the situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek, giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status. Mega nerd status. NetHeads. 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 You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. Welcome to another edition of NetHeads. My name is Will. I'm Trent. And uh, I, Trent's coming from his regular location. I am in an, well, where am I, Trent? Well, you're at Kevin Smith's live show, sitting in the back green room, drinking a free Red Bull. Because I must get through the night. Anyway, uh, if you want to take part in the program, uh, good luck. Uh, Do it through Twitter. How do they do that, Trent? Hashtag netheads, just like Roller Dog yeah. NC did uh, two hours ago. Oh, there we go. And when he was checking to see, <laughs> hold on, Trent, please uh, trim down that long list of people that are involved <laughs> in Twitter. And if you could just summarize for me again, who's interacting right now? Well, right now, no one. Excellent. Well, then I feel much better about this loose uh, format show. Uh, yeah, like uh, you said, I'm actually backstage at uh, Cobb's Comedy Club, and we're utilizing their Wi-Fi. If I'm coming across sounding horrible or uh, the video is bad, too bad, because that's the only, and I mean only, recording of this event going on right now. So let's cross our fingers. Normally, you don't go into that situation. Also, I'm using a different microphone. This is a, a Nady uh, USB-1C it's a condenser mic, and I don't know why. I guess because, nope, I have no idea why, but it's got a blue light in it. Probably Maybe explain that one to me. Probably so you know that it has phantom power. No, oh, there we go. It does. It has power of the phantom. Does that mean it's going to be in the new um, Doctor Strange movie? Yes. Okay, good. Anyway, so if you want to take part in the program, hashtag NetHeads. Uh, it's about the only way. Now, Trent... Uh, since we, we last met, uh, two things have happened. One, uh, we, the last show we did, number, what was it, 193? Or is this 190? I don't remember. Um, we did, so far, no, 194 was the last one we did. And uh, since then, uh, that video got published right away. Ooh, did, can you hear the cable car at all? I can't. Little, uh, it's too bad. Little environmental noise you don't normally get sitting in my studio. Um, uh, 194 was an interesting anomaly. So this next week is going to be even more interesting. I don't know if there is some uh, sports team that's affiliated with the name NetHeads, maybe. Um, but uh, if you go back and look at our channel, I think the first video did number 193, where uh, I more than once mentioned the fact that my video may have been inverted. Um, that particular episode had like somewhere, of, I think last time I checked, 270 some odd views. And... Uh, uh, yeah. Episode 194, our second attempt at video. And uh, what are the number of views at now on that one? Okay, so the last one had 204. The first one we did was 240 views. And then the last one we did was 3,102, bitches. Ooh, I got a bad lag spike on my side. But it uh, it was a big number somewhere. Maybe. What's Maybe that? not. 
I just said uh, uh, I had a lag spike on the side, but hopefully it was a number still in the 3,000s. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know what search engine optimization we may have accidentally tapped into, but um, be very interesting to see what will happen this week for it. So especially considering last week I had that, that rant about um, expanding into things like YouTube to gain more exposure. You know what I mean? What if we're just suddenly tapping into the great Xbox market? Who knows? Yeah. We don't, we, we don't have the science to know. No. If, if only there were some type of, of analytics by, by someone that we could use to analyze these things. Yeah. Unfortunately, we just don't have that. Um, so yet, it'll be very interesting. So for me, this week is going to be pins and needles for this particular show. But I think I'm going to try and do what I did uh, last week, which is not look at all until Friday. And then just uh, crap my pants, I'm hoping. Yeah. Is one. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, because here's the thing. If you're going to crap your pants, do it on the weekend because that's you can go home and you can just wash it out. You don't have to worry about like anything else. Sure, you might sit in it for a while while you're on the on the train. But when you get home, wash it out. Yeah, exactly. You know, it all washes off in the end, right? You know what? what's really cool about this um, green room is that it's actually split up into two areas. Uh, and the reason why I bring it up is because this is a hallway between the two areas, and they have something very interesting. Um, there's a particular artist, I can't read the name from here, uh, but it's tributes to all of the comics, I believe, that have appeared here that have since passed. So there's, oh, cool. that there's is cool. Robert Schimmel and... Um, uh, the woman whose uh, name Melissa Rivers, Joan Rivers, Joan Rivers, Joan Rivers yeah, and Joan behind, Rivers. yeah, and behind me, that's uh, a tribute there for Robin Williams. So, oh, uh, which is that's... very poignant in San Francisco. Did he live there? Anyway, yeah, yeah, he was originally. Uh, I don't want to say from the Bay Area, but uh, did the majority of his growing up out here. And uh, actually, his, uh, many of his homes were here in the San Francisco Bay Area as well. Nobody gives a crap about this, though. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Do, do you think, Trent, is this a faux pas, us doing a show up here while Kevin Smith is on a stage down there? No, because there's the, the people that are in the stage can are, like, there. They're not going to be watching NetHeads anyway. No, no, I know that. I just mean, is this, like, bad form, bad etiquette? Why? I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just riffing here. No, I don't think so. Okay, well, you know, because the boss man's working downstairs and I'm up here. I just oh, you mean I, you're double dip like like double dipping? Yeah, but I'm not really. So I mean, you, you no, I'm not double dipping. I don't think. I think we're clear. If not, uh, well, you know, if there's an ad run tomorrow, you'll know. Yeah. I guess. Um, anyway, uh, so one of the things that we normally like to do that we cannot do uh, right now is play the nifty little intro, and that's for Trent Tech. We like to talk about the tech news. Trent, give us some helpful tech info. Um, SummerSlam's going on right now, which has been really good. Oh, um, my gosh. Now, wait a minute. SummerSlam, this is a wrestling event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, it's, it's the, so the big two of the year, you've got um the the wrestlemania and then in the summer you've got SummerSlam. and the huge news was that uh john stewart was going to be hosting and john stewart moments ago just turned heel and used a chair to to uh, for an object to sway seth rollins into beating john cena oh wow are you you know Trent, i don't know if you want to First of all, why don't you go ahead and explain what a heel is to those of us that yeah, aren't yeah. in the uh, well-versed yeah. in the wrestling so, so, so you've vernacular. Got a face, you've got a face, which is the good guy, and then a heel, which is the villain. 
And, uh, you know, John, John Stewart, his, you know, his son is a big wrestling fan. And so he's always being involved with a lot of cross promotional stuff. Um, even, you know, being in, in whenever they go to, uh, Newark, the Prudential center, um, where the devils play, that's, he's always there to, to do some sort of tie in with the WWE. And tonight he straight up used a chair and hit John Cena in the guts so that Seth Rollins, the villain could go in and win. It was crazy. Okay, now in the past, you may remember I uh, upset a few people uh, oh, by yeah. making mention of when the Undertaker had um, had uh, been defeated, the unstoppable, yeah. the undefeatable yeah. Undertaker. Um, so, are you are you scared about mentioning this on the air right now? Now, the only one uh, currently listening, at least via Twitter, is uh, Fresh Doug, our good friend Doug. So, no, not too worried about it. You know, it's probably because they're all in the audience right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually a good point. At least, because you know, let's face it, folks. If, if we're we're just catching, and not even at the coattails. I mean, we're at the uh, the fringe uh, of a pair of of uh, jeans that the the heel has just rubbed away. We're maybe holding on to a piece of that. Um, so yeah, I think is you know, if you think about how small a percentage of our audience is from Kevin Smith. Um, or, pardon me, more to the point, how our audience is a small percentage of his. Yeah, I, th- I right. think it's it's fair to say that we're just we're just here for us right now, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, um, my, you know, my question though, Trent, is when it's this type of uh, celebrity involvement, is that considered? Uh, you know, as long as it happens at the event, is it considered canon? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is an actual defeat then on the record for uh, John Cena. Yeah, yeah, because the ref, like, the ref, the ref was he, the ref was uh, incapacitated at the time and didn't see it happen. Oh, okay. You know, I have another question, uh, Trent. Too, uh, if um, if a podcast happens in the woods and it falls, is anyone there to hear it? Just don't. no. Wait, that's the wrong question. <laughs> no, the the question I was gonna the next question I was gonna ask is what does uh, wrestling have to do with tech news? Oh, it doesn't. I just wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I just well, I read it on the internet. Will yeah, it was yeah, it was it, uh, hashtag uh, SummerSlam is trending worldwide. Fair enough. So that that would be considered a tech news item. Yeah, also, I think I think it may have been John Cena. I think he just hit a um, a, a Make a Wish record as. Yeah, why don't you uh, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, he just he's he's done more uh, fulfilled more Make a Wish, uh, you know, visits or or fulfillments than any other person ever. You know, I, I'm a set, you know aside from maybe someone that works for Make a Wish, but out of any and he said you know as as long as the WWE will let him and and Make a Wish will have him, he'll keep on doing it. But yeah, he just did his 500th. So these are the kids who are you know for the most part terminally ill. And have one request, and it, a lot most of the times it's you know I, I want to hang out with John Cena, and he he freaking goes and does it, hangs out with him, spends his own time to uh, try to make a very dismal situation a little more bearable. Wasn't he also in Amy Schumer's movie The Summer Trainwreck? Yes, uh huh, exactly, yeah. And it's it's funny because uh, a lot of people say how he looks like Matt Damon, and part of the shtick is he's like Matt Damon, I'm big enough I could eat Matt Damon. Which is true. Uh, anyway, so well, well, that's good news. I'm interested to hear that. I guess John Cena's star is just seriously on the rise. Yeah, yeah, he's he's as, as big as they get in the wrestling world for sure. 
Awesome. Well, yeah, he is. He re- well, I mean, there's The Rock, who, as we know now, thanks to SNL, is in fact franchise Viagra. Oh, totally, um, but, dude. <laughs> but John Cena, on the other hand, just seems to be a really good guy. And uh, I guess, you know, I guess we'll see him in the next, like, Tooth Fairy movie from Disney or something, right? <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> That's the next logical step if we follow the path that The Rock did. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, well, what else is going on in the tech news, Trent? Um, that's about all I got. Oh, well, you know, I was uh, I was kind of surprised uh, the other day, if I may drop a little tech news myself. Um, oh, I was... By all uh, means. Because I, I don't know if you recall, at the very end of last week, I started discussing the, the new uh, partnership agreement that's been kind of set up between Google, a, um, Sprint, and T-Mobile for their Project Fi, which is a, um, you know, it's a telephone service that... that traverses through voice over IP, whether it's on the network or it's on a Wi-Fi connection, and it's supposed to seamlessly transition consistently to give you the best cell phone and data experience, uh, something I've been looking for for the longest time. Uh, right. you, you live in, I mean, like, I'm sure you experience this too every time you go to Salt Lake City or if you're in an area, like uh, like if you went to an Aggies game, for example, yeah. uh, you have that many people in a small area, you overtax particular cell sites. Yep. And, uh, you know, you may be looking at it and you're like, why is my phone just on 4G? I'm a, I'm used to 4G LTE. This is bull crap. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, with, I hope everybody enjoyed watching that. So Project Fi, uh, obviously, uh, it, it uh, sounds like a great idea. Uh, the pricing plan they're using makes it sound like an even better idea. By the way, in case you're wondering, I'm constantly looking over my shoulder nervous because this really isn't technically my green room. So <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe Andy McElfresh and his wife could come walking in at any moment, you know, because they want to relax two and a half hours before the show or something. You never know. Anyway, um, another piece in the puzzle, I think, dropped uh, recently, Trent. There was a news article. Once again, uh, Google has partnered with somebody and they apparently are making a smarter Wi-Fi um, uh, like hub for your home. One that they can automatically update to improve, and it also constantly evaluates your environment to look for the best signal possible. Like, let's say uh, you're on a device, like you're on, okay, okay, case in point. I'm sorry, I'm going to take it there, but I'm going to. You know what? Deal with it. Uh, Where's the the one place you look at, where's the one place you look at uh, data, Trent? The one place I look at what? Data on your phone. Oh. Like you're um, utilizing your phone as your computer. Oh, on the shitter. Thank you very much. See, and I want to yeah. I want to thank you for your honesty. Greatly appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Oh, totally, totally. So, you know, me too. And uh, in my home, we have kind of divided up the bathrooms amongst ourselves. You know, it's I leave the master bathroom to my wife. She has that. There's another one upstairs. That one's mine. My daughter has chosen the downstairs one. Um, not that we're classifying her as a servant and she has to use the downstairs one. It's just the one she's chosen. So uh, up in my bathroom, I get the worst uh, Wi-Fi reception possible. So the theory with this device is that it would be able to see this poor connection because there would be latency between us, that type of thing. And it'll take a look at the environment to figure out why. And if it's something like a better channel, like switching to a better channel would make the signal better, it'll do that automatically. And it'll do it seamlessly for the end user. So uh, I think when you think about Project Fi and now you learn about them trying to make smarter Wi-Fi uh, why am I unable to 
remember the name of something that I deal with daily in my job at work. <laughs> because you're because you're not access at that job point. Right now. Wireless access point. There, there we, we go. go. So wireless access, you know, kind of like wireless access points and routers, but but that's the gist of it. So I, you know, everyone says that uh, Google is Skynet, and I think this further proving yes. Oh, that's not me buffering, by the way. I just like to stand here every once in a while and stare at the camera. I'm sorry. Um, so what else is going on in the world, Trent? I don't know. That's all I had. I mean, technology speaking for me, I think that's a, a pretty interesting endeavor as well. I don't know how much they're going to cost, uh, but I tell you, I, I, this weekend alone, I had to restart that Xfinity wireless uh, access point and router, I think two or three times, because we've just been getting shitty coverage in the house. From within the house? Are you there or am I all alone now? No, I'm still here. Okay. Once again, one of those wonderful internet spikes. What do you expect when you're hiding upstairs in a comedy <laughs> club and leeching off of their Wi-Fi? Exactly. It's not It's not all linen roses. <laughs> By the way, Doug Hoxter, not via Twitter, but Instant Messenger is letting me know that the uh, given the circumstances, my audio is not too bad. Oh, there That's we go. Nice. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I am, as, as we've said numerous times, I'm here backstage in the green room, uh, 9.30 tonight. There are still tickets available. If you're watching this live and by some remote chance in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, you can still get tickets to education tonight if you want to see Kevin Smith and Andy Milkyle Fresh and apparently the uh, the pain box from Dune. He's uh, been making a simulated version of that. So oh, yeah. Gomjabar? Gesundheit. Isn't that what it's called, the Gom Jabbar? I I don't know the name you're saying. I thought that was the genie on Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> mecca like a high, mecca heidi ho. Yes, my favorite thing, by the way, I don't know if you ever saw the original Pee Wee's Playhouse uh, HBO special. No, but in the very end, in the very end, one of the things they do is that they give John B. wish for him to have hands. And he's all amazed, like, oh, I've, I got something in mind I've been wanting to try out with these. And then he goes oh, away. Shit. <laughs> I wonder, wonder what that was. But then again, if you so, just wished him hands, he's going to scratch his nose. What else does he have? So was the original uh, HBO special, was that like an adult content thing or was it for kids? No, no, it was it was it was an adult thing, which I thought was really interesting. But it was it was still done in the approach of a um, of of a kid's show, if you will. It had all those elements. But, you know, there's one part where he hypnotizes somebody and then gets her to take her top off. Just, you know, she still had a bra. Really? Still had a bra on. Holy yeah, yeah. shit, I have got like, to look for... this up. That sounds awesome. Well, actually, uh, you know, it may be even more accessible because I believe for the 20th anniversary, he, he redid the show. And I think it did air on HBO. I have to admit, I didn't watch it. I, I am totally going to check this out. That sounds delicious. Well, look at that. See, we're, we're teaching you something at least every yeah. week with NetEds. Yeah. That's good to hear. Um, Trent, by the way, uh, for those of uh, our uh, viewers or listeners or whatever you are now, yeah. I don't even know what to call us. Um, if they aren't aware, you have reopened the brick and mortar uh, side of um, Death Ray Comics. So yes, I guess the question is, should we start featuring like weekly specials or, or what should we, what's the appropriate thing for us, the netheads to do to uh, properly make people yeah. aware of Death Ray Comics? Yeah. Awesome question. Um, if you just go to uh, deathraycomics.com, 
I have a full listing there of everything I've got for sale on eBay. And then if you're interested in getting, you know, a few comics uh, on a subscription, uh, anything that's over $30 as far as like when they compile up, I'll ship it out to you for free. Otherwise, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for me to uh, to ship the comics out because, you know, it costs money to ship stuff. Yeah. No, anyway. Yeah, it's only cost effective up to a certain point, folks. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But as far as the eBay stuff goes, oh, man, I've like crazy freaking deals on there, including – uh, I'm I, I'm I'm sharing locations with a friend of mine who runs a skateboard shop, and he has this freaking sweet ass old school style cruiser Santa Cruz skateboard that has Darth Vader that's been laser cut and then inlaid onto the deck, and uh, we put it up on my eBay. It ends tonight. The starting bid's two hundred fifty dollars. It retails for five four hundred and fifty. If there's like a diehard Star Wars fan that is into like old school skateboarding, this is the coolest like even like even if you're not interested in buying go check it out because it is seriously super badass well it sounds good actually uh one of the things yeah, because okay here's something i need you to help me with trent yeah, yeah, okay because apparently I, I have a problem with it right now i have something that i feel is it's germane to the topic but unfortunately once again it's about me sure and I, and I feel like every time people bring things up when they're talking to me, I find a way to bring up something, but it's about me. Okay. I don't know. So, first of all, does that get perceived poorly? In most circles, yes. Okay. So, let me, let me get you, uh, I'm going to give you this some, sorry, folks, we, sometimes we just got to spitball these things out, out loud. Um, okay. So, you've mentioned this really cool thing, the cruiser, it's wonderful right one of the things i've been doing lately because when i uh get off of the commuter train at work i'm still like a 20 minute walk from where my work is so one of the things i'm drooling over uh, or uh, mulling on um, and mentally drooling is these uh self-propelled uh, longboards have you seen oh, these oh i i have seen like like and they've got like a handbrake and gas thing the original one was called on Kickstarter. It was called the Booster Board, and uh, since then there are people that also sell kits that let you do this to a regular longboard as well for about three hundred bucks. Because the uh, I think the Booster Board or whatever it's called, those are like they start at twelve hundred ninety nine dollars. Jesus, which, yeah, it's just outrageous. Uh, for, I mean, it kind of misses the mark, doesn't it, for being an economical form of self propelled board. Now, is, so, are, is it battery-powered? Yeah, yeah. You use the, It's the same technology you use for electronic, uh, like, uh, RV cars and stuff, or RC cars. Not oh, okay. RV cars. RV, RV cars or RVs. RC cars, <laughs> yeah. radio-controlled okay. ones. Holy shit, they're running diesel through those things? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 220, 225, whatever it takes. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, I think they, they start with like 25 amp motors and go up and, oh, okay. and you can get the kits, but, it, and then you have like a remote control, like you see for some of the more primitive RCs, you know, it's just like, cause essentially you don't have braking so much as just acceleration and then not acceleration. Right. Um, so that's one of the things I've been looking at. So I've been looking at a lot of how to build a long board so I can appreciate the craftsmanship that is going into what you're describing. So oh, now that yeah, I've already totally. gone and talked about the thing that is about myself, how would, you, if this were reversed, how would you have worked that into the conversation? 
um, I would have said, oh, dude, that's badass. Do you do you think it, it could be retrofitted to to do? And then I'd go into one of the, what those things are. Okay. All right. Noted. I'll uh, I'll take some notes. Uh, write them down. I would actually. My phone's almost dead, but but I will. I'll, I'll you know. It, maybe you can send those notes to me as well. And yeah, uh, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll put those in my Newton. <laughs> yeah. Look, man. I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't even know how much of this is. I tried explaining. Actually, going out. I don't know how. And no one ever knows. Of, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know anything that's going on. See, even that was just breaking up. Because, again, <laughs> we're stealing Wi-Fi. And we're doing something in a space that nobody ever intended this for this to be done in. So, uh, I, I honestly, I have to go back and listen to the show to hear what you suggested, which is the reason why I'm like, can you just send me the notes? Yeah, why don't you fax those to me? <laughs> I will. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll type up a memo for you. <laughs> Let, let me be expressly clear, Trent. I would like you to send me a, a telephonic facsimile. <laughs> yes, thank you. But with an X. Transmitted, transmitted at uh, 2400 BPS or something. Right. 2400 baud modem. Make sure you got your dot matrix printer hooked up. Yeah, look, and that, if you think about it, too. I mean, just in the last 15 years, how much the, the technology for internet delivery has changed. I'm actually sitting here bitching about the fact that I can't do an HD broadcast. <laughs> wow. <Right. laughs> I don't know what the hell I was thinking. You know what I really like about this, though? It's definitely helping me fall in the groove where if we just go the hangout route, I know exactly what to do in order to shut up so that I know the camera is on you and I can scratch my ear and my nose. Oh, it's, it's almost like having like, a, like a, in the radio a mute button. In a way, yeah. The only uh, the only thing that would be even better is if right now I could see you, so that way if you were giving me a visual cue right now, like not to cut to you, or I see you flashing your junk on the screen, I know not to stop speaking. <laughs> You're like, oh, I gotta, for some reason, keep on rolling with it, because Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm, right now, folks, in case you're wondering why I've been talking for the last 35 minutes straight, it's because I'm attempting to make sure there's not even a single, single break, because for some reason, Trent <laughs> still has not sat down. Trent's not wearing pants. Coming in from Twitter, we've got T. Kate, who says that he is watching and to tell you to fire Torpedo 1. <laughs> you know, because of the, the ducks that look like firing tubes. <laughs> Send back one ping. <laughs> No, that's that's a ping, not Ming. No, not a Ming. Nobody <laughs> needs a Ming. He's in Boston anyway, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> By the way, is there? I mean, I've just, I just, I, I just can't get over how much that guy is both the happiest on God, but also the most beat upon. I think out of everybody, sure. On, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, you know. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, do you think if that were, if you were Ming, well, first of all, let's, let's not put you as Ming, but if you were in the Ming role, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, do you, do you think you would be able to hack it? You'd be able to stay in with that? Like, oh, totally, dude. Totally. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for taking his licks, he's, he's, he's now a thing. You know what I mean? He's, he's a blip on, on, on the, the map of pop culture. Totally worth it. Yeah, and for all we know, uh, based on the view numbers from this week, we'll be out if we're a thing or not. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe we'll be blips. Hold on. And I'm not, pull and up not my, just uh, on the government website. Phone real quick. What's what's that? Oh, I'm just making sure I'm not in. I'm I'm judging how much I can hear from the stage to make sure I'm not being heard on the stage. Oh shit! Can you imagine? <laughs> well, I mean, technically that, speaking, as we pointed out, there are these air ducts here, and I don't know if anybody notices, but these are also kind of conductors. How much would it suck if we were bleeding into the house system right yeah. now? Oh shit! Wow. I, I, I really I think, think you would have someone come in and tell you, right? Yeah, that's where I, was. I hope so. Yeah, someone would. Someone <laughs> right now they're petting. Where the fuck is that coming? What's from? going? It's coming from inside the club. What? <laughs> Actually, you know, when we think about it, when a stranger calls. Because, you know, uh, with these hook endings, a lot of people, like, attribute that to M. Night Shyamalan. But, but really, wasn't when a stranger calls, wasn't that that first kind of kind of shocker turn of events? Oh, dude, absolutely. I mean, I can't think cinematically of another one, but then again, I have a very limited range. Uh, and, and horror films aren't my bag. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate it, but it's not like I'm lining up to see the, ne the, the, the latest Wes Craven flick. You know what I mean? You know, the only time I ever got into horror movies, and this just goes ahead and shows, you know, my geek cred in some way, if I may claim it. I think by claiming it, you instantly lose it, but I'm going to claim it anyway. Sure, sure. Um, with, with, uh, the, um, with the horror movies, the only time I got into them was when it got later in the run, and suddenly there are small elements of continuity, like uh, with the sure, Dream uh -huh. Warriors in Elm Street, or when you get into... Um, 3D and then chapter four, a new beginning on Friday the 13th. You know, suddenly you've got, uh, you know, the character transitioning into a new role in the new movie. So uh, that's the only time I really got into them, though. They really aren't my bag either, just because, you know, life is too short. I don't really need to scare myself. Well, and I, I, I did hear recently that Robert England would be reprising the role for yet again another Freddy film. I want as say, long as he's yeah. alive. Yeah, as long as he's alive, I don't really think you can let somebody else have that role, really, right? No, no, because as soon as he dies, he'll just enter our dreams anyway. Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I'm just don't saying. Evil on me. I'm just saying, bitch. <laughs> I, I come in last night, and, and, and like out of nowhere, or last night or Friday night, my wife put on Talladega Nights, and I'm like, this is the reason I love you. Oh, I love that movie so much. And I and now thanks to you, I always think of every time I hear I'm gonna come at you like a spider monkey. Come at you like a spider monkey. Trend. God damn! Yeah, I I seriously, there are there are a few moments in my life where I have absolutely lost my shit laughing. That's one of them. Another one is was in uh, old school when Will Ferrell gets shot in the neck with the drink dart. <laughs> And he just comes out into the pool. That's those are those are like two of the the moments that I have just completely lost my shit. Oh my god! Thank you, Will Ferrell. You got a dark neck. What? You're, you're crazy. You're crazy, man. man. You're crazy. I like I you. Like you. You're crazy. <laughs> but you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that one too. Definitely. Holy shit! Some of the best comedy ever. Hey, by the way, Trent, have you have you had a chance to see the Ant Man yet? No, I haven't yet. No, uh, uh 
I finally got an opportunity to say it or see it, not say it. You know what, Trent? Yeah. I've, I've got something to say about it. No, I don't. Uh, but I did finally get to see it, and I just got to say something. I like what Marvel is doing. Oh, they're, they're stacking they're the deck. You know, because what they've done now for two seasons or two movie cycles in a row, they give us like the down and dirty kind of dark tone movie and then later in the summer they give us the more lighthearted, fun movie but still slips into the continuity and ant-man definitely hit, hit the mark um the thing i gotta say too that i really like seeing is um that uh i i think certain elements that edgar wright brought to the project survived in there there's a particular scene uh where the fight sequence is happening inside of a briefcase and they accidentally activate siri and they're playing a cure song you know it's like there's that one and there's also a character who's uh, like always like recounting a story and he always goes a little bit too big on the uh, exposition. And, and I really kind of feel that had that, that Edgar Wright uh, tone to it too. Um, the only thing I got to say about it that, that, that I didn't uh, like was that it, it kind of, it seemed to go by too fast for me. That was the only thing. That was my only real gripe. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Vulture magazine did a, a timeline of how the 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 film started from its very beginning all the way down to where it was actually made and it's interesting to see how um uh, you know the the fallout that that took place with Edgar Wright and then after they went on without him went back to most most of the very original stuff that he wrote way back in 2005 when he first started writing it um Re, like really really interesting you know had had they been able to work things out he would have been able to go on and tell that original story that he first wanted to do way back in the day oh, way back in the day 10 years ago but still that's a, that's a long time in hollywood yeah it is and and ant-man really was one of those projects that just seemed to go on and on and on until it finally got made but thank goodness it didn't by the way man the the post-credit sequences i you loved them just, oh really just absolutely adored them well, one of the things uh, there's, uh, you know, actually, there's another thing, too, that I really like. Uh, this isn't too much of a spoiler, but um, Hank Pym's wife, right? She's mentioned on screen. You see her on screen, but naturally, we don't see her face. And even when they, like, show a picture of Pym and his wife, you know, it, she just happens to be wearing a sun hat that's over her face. And and I'm wondering, is that them stacking the deck because they're going to bring her back later and they haven't cast the role? Or are they just making sure that should they decide to go that route they can so um now this is so this is hank pym so this is the michael douglas character right correct which by the way dude the beginning of this movie happens in 1989 and holy fucking shit it's 1989 michael douglas really i shit you not so this, it's just so and i'm is, not surprised yeah this is like the wall street movie like michael douglas yeah and well you know i mentioned before i think that when um, Winter Soldier was out, that the Haley Outwell character in that movie, you know, Agent Carter, um, right. when she's laying on the bed at oh age. Oh, God, dude, yes. That's all digital. That's digital makeup, bro. so crazy, so crazy. Yeah, but then if you think about it, because of how much reference material they have for Michael Douglas, I'm not surprised they came up with this really creepy, realistic Michael Douglas paint job on him. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, well, it's it's so if 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 they do follow the uh, astonishing tales comic books, um, Hank Pym had a wife, and uh, uh, she was uh, she was killed 
And then he ran into um, uh, uh, the woman who eventually becomes the Wasp, and she reminds him so much of his wife. That's his attraction to her. Um, is 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 because his wife was was killed. I want to say in Poland, um, early like like second appearance uh, of Ant Man or something like that. But MCU is going a different direction. MCU is going a different direction, but I think you'll like it. I, I I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Like like everything they do, I'm, sign me up. I'm 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 a fanboy through and through. Plus, I don't know if you heard, but the second like the post credit sequence is straight up. I think a scene from Winter Soldier. Oh shit, son! So mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. for so that'll be for so like like the 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 credit is a is is a nod. To Can I just the what did I just say? Movie? Winter Soldier. I meant Civil War. I meant okay, Civil thank War. You. Yeah, so sorry. Captain America Civil War. That's yeah. awesome. And and, I be- yeah. and the cool thing is, yeah. is I, be- I believe it sets up the way that they get to the point of bringing um, Scott in as the Ant-Man to the Avengers. Oh, shit. I hope they do. I really hope they do. And it's interesting, too. Um, right now, Nick Spencer is writing the Ant-Man comic book, and it is Scott Lang, and it has been holy shit so good one of the nick spencer i mean kind of a sleeper hit in marvel but it has been one of the best superhero parodies of superhero comic books much like his last series uh superior foes of spider-man was but it's if if you want a good comic book that you can jump into that hasn't been going on for very long it's definitely one to check out dude i just i just watched a hippo go by Uh, a hippo a huppa, I think, or or something else. Maybe there's a ceremony going on, and there's like a a parade of people going by. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get so distracted. You What's know, shiny object. Ooh. What's a hoopa? never mind. Just is that like let's a move Goomba? on or a, or a goomba? I mean, I'm probably saying the wrong thing anyway. Was it a goomba? It, Was it like and walk by? If it'll get us off the topic, yes, it was. <laughs> yes. Sweet, we've got goombas at Cobb's Comedy Club. Please don't 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 spread those. Careful, rumors. Will. They like they like they like to hide in 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 pipes. <laughs> I don't hear anything. I don't. I don't. I'm not picking up anything. Okay. But that's it. Well, sometimes you never know until it pops up. Yeah, exactly. Something. Well, you know, something is Hopefully gumming up the plumbing. Poor Luigi's in a bind. You're going to need a one-up before you're done. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, Ant-Man, really good. Also, I got to see, um, have you seen Avengers uh, Age of Ultron yet? Yes. Yeah, finally got to see that. Uh, in fact, the week before Ant-Man came out. Dude. Dude. The post credit sequence. Can we? We've come far enough, right? We can talk about this. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see if I can remember what it is. It's Thanos, and he's, uh, you know, all we see is, it like, we get this view that just like paper or something, and you hear click, click, and you hear whirring, and you see the glove, the Infinity Gauntlet, come up, and then That's it opens up, right. and Thanos sticks his hand in, says, fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. The only thing I can think of to make that reference make sense is that because he's a mad titan, Maybe he viewed interacting with the people that have all the infinity gems beneath him, and that's why he was doing going through other machinations. 
What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 it's like it's like you know the the president has got shit going on, and so he's not like out controlling the drones himself to kill Al Qaeda, even though as much as he'd like to. You know what I mean? And you know, let's let's say he was he had the capability to do it. You know, he could go out there and 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 rain hellfire down on those those cave dwellers. But you know, he he's got other people to do that shit for him. Dude, don't try and give me that line of crap. Every time we see this guy, he's kicking back on his floating barca lounger and probably playing PS4 or Xbox One. No shit, fucking Obama phones. God damn it. Anyway, um, so I, I also finally got to see um, Age of Ultron. And oh, my gosh. I, I think yeah, dude. I can understand. I can understand why there were certain elements that were probably hard for uh, Whedon to uh, corral uh, because I think the stuff with Thor and the insight into uh, the events that are going to lead to Ragnarok and the, the Infinity Crisis or Infinity War, uh, but it, but those really felt kind of hammered in. And, and one thing, too, I know it's been well publicized since then. We've never talked about it. Apparently, the sequence that happens at the farm was one of those things where he had to give up other things in order to get that. But thank God he did, because one of the things this movie needed, I think, was kind of this humanization of the of these larger-than-life characters. See, and I, I this is where I'm going to disagree with you, because the only thing that it did was humanize the, the only human of the bunch, which is Hawkeye, the one character that they've done the least amount developing. And then all of a sudden they're like, here we go. Look how, look how he's had this secret life the whole time. And, and she's going to tell you how you need to do it for the kids and have humanity. All right, there you go. But still, you got to admit, they gave Hawkeye a lot more to do with this, especially the whole thing. It's like, none of this makes sense. The city is flying in the sky. There are robots trying to kill us. I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. That's a great line, um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I, you, I, I agree. I, I'm sure for you it was heavy-handed, but for me, I kind of liked it because it also kind of gave us that insight into the the plight of Banner, and the uh, you know the whole thing with Natasha. I, you know, a lot of people took that thing one way, but I just kind of took it as a, as another because you know one of the things they say is when they're training these lady assassins, uh, the, the graduation ceremony is sterilization, so that's one less thing they have to worry about, or the only thing that could possibly take them away from the lifestyle. Um, and and then she referenced herself as a monster, but I don't think a lot of people are saying that that. Uh, at the time they were like making it a point that like oh she's a monster because she's sterile and i thought more it was just like she's a monster because she went through all of this and continued as that cold-hearted assassin that's what i took out of it what about you well no yeah exactly and i think anyone that's steeped in the comics just looks to her past you know she used to be uh, a co-op with the winter soldier like she worked for the russians she was trained by the russians like she's a monster because she killed people in cold blood she straight up murdered many many people that's why she's a monster and she just loved killing yeah she just loves it doesn't matter if they're if they're old people young people innocent not doesn't matter she just loves killing people and she's really good at oh it. oh boy here i go killing again and tony stark and, and tony stark gives her weapons to do it Exactly. Uh, by the way, in case you don't know what we're talking about, Rick and Morty, folks, stellar season. Season two, so much better than season one. Whoa, whoa. But, Easy there, Turbo. There, You can't have a season two without a season one, though. 
Well, I that would that I would mean, be like end... starting community with the with with the roll of the die episode. Yeah, but but did you notice that uh, in Rick and Morty there was a reference to that somewhere too? Oh, it was the one about the alternate. Oh, uh, totally. They, they show TV. community. Well, no, not even in the yeah, last. Exactly. one. I mean, in the one where you know the infinite. She's like, I don't know what we could do. Play Yahtzee because you know that's what happened in the multiverse version of Community. They played Yahtzee. Right, wasn't right, it? Right. Wasn't it Yahtzee? Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, uh, Rick and Morty, uh, check it out. It last week we also kind of hit on. Last last week we hit on um, Mr. Robot. I don't know if you got to check it out, but Lynn Kala on Twitter uh, got a look at it and thanked us for a new addiction. So you're welcome. Happy to serve. Is there anything else out in the uh, televised world you think we should uh, we should advise the people of? Uh, gosh, I have, you know I haven't watched a whole lot of TV lately. Um, oh, I'll tell you what I have watched is fucking brilliant, uh, disgusting people with uh, uh, Billy Eichner. Um, this is uh, executive produced by Amy Poehler. It's a Hulu original, and holy shit, it is so brilliant, so smart, so funny. If, you, if, if you're a fan of, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm along those lines, um, but more focused rather uh, around, like, uh, the pseudo-celebrities, people who have become famous out of making fun of famous people, it is really, really funny. You know, I'm glad you you made that recommendation because I know um, while I was watching, what else was I watching on Hulu? I was watching something. I may have been getting caught up or rewatching some Rick and Morty's and that show. And I, I thought to myself, do I want to check this out? I'm not sure. I'm so glad you told me. I, I think, uh, uh, by the way, when's, when are we getting season two of uh, Kimmy Schmidt? That's what I want to know. Oh yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel I, I feel like probably not until did it start at the beginning of the summer? You know, I don't know when it started. It, it, it time is nothing but a blur to me. It's a construct I can't really comprehend that well anymore, Trent. Especially when we're cons- when we're like binge consuming everything. Yeah, everything just kind of molds together. You don't have a reference anymore for what time of your life you watched it in because you didn't have to wait six additional days to see the next installment. <laughs> Right, yeah, we, we would go through an entire season with the show, not a weekend. What do you mean I gotta? What do you mean I gotta wait six more days? I don't understand. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme. That's bullshit. But and it's funny because that's the way they're doing. Um, they're doing this this show on on who the disgusting people weekly, and it fucking drives me nuts. Is it disgusting or despicable? I don't know. No, it's not despicable. Yeah, I was just looking up to see if it was disgusting or despicable. Yeah, you're doing the good thing because I don't know if many people understand this, but you know, most of the time, one of the things that Trent has been kindly enough to do, if I bring something up, he's usually researching while we're doing the program. So if you think he's not listening to me, odds are, yeah, he's not, but it's because he's actually doing work. Unlike when I do it, if I'm not listening to him, I'm either just distracted or inconsiderate. And, you know, Trent, for that, I apologize. Um, anyway, we, uh, we're, we're at uh, we're almost at the 730 mark. Okay. Well, as long as it's not my nutsack, that's fine. Um, I'm saying, I'm thinking we should just uh, wrap this bad well, boy no, up. Because... Save that for your nuts. Okay. Well, you know that's what that's how I make my milk. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you really got to listen to all the shows. Um. So Trent, I think we should uh, bring this to an end. Uh, that way, I can put away all the evidence, and nobody really knows that we did this up here. You know. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's 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 like cleaning the house up before mom and dad get back from vacation. Kind of, but you know, the thing that excites me about this is that we're proving to ourselves. I mean, sure, everybody else on the internet is like, yeah, okay, well, you know, 2010 called and they're more than well aware of it, but it's exciting to see that we can kind of do this anywhere we go as long as you have a decent internet connection, which apparently I don't. So anyway. Which, which once, which, which once uh, Google feed works, then we will, sons of bitches. Stupid Obama oh, yeah, good phones. Point. Good point. <laughs> Listen to you, all the Obama hate. Trent, just because you Tell look me like about it. He's, here, Dynasty. he's here to take my guns. <laughs> you know, the sweet irony of it all would be if you actually didn't have guns. But please don't confirm or deny that one. Let's leave that in. <laughs> no, no. Keep them guessing. That's my mantra. Yeah, I like it. And we know that, too. <laughs> Very um, true. <laughs> so, actually, you know what, Trent? One of the things that I don't... Have I talked about this on the air? I have this one crazy idea. I haven't yeah. let go of it, but I haven't acted on it. Okay. And I know I've told you about the idea, but I don't think I've said anything on air about it. Okay. Um, but one of the things I would love to do would be to get my hands on an old Airstream for like, you know, a, a reasonable amount. Something that's already screwed up. It's good on the outside, but screwed on the inside. Yeah, and I've yeah, always like wanted just, to gut. a shell of, of an Airstream. Yeah, exactly. And I've always wanted to get one of those, throw a bunch of solar panels on the top, and then rebuild the inside so that it's a gigantic mobile studio. Yeah, you know, because then I can move the studio out there, and then I can like I can make it like I could go with a cute uh, white trash motif, you know, oh, like make yeah. a tiny little the world's tiniest trailer park right there in my backyard. <laughs> you put the pink flamingo, some banana grass out. Yeah, oh no, not even banana grass. We'll just roll out some green astroturf and surround it with that white wire, yeah, like yeah. fence, the yeah. thing that looks like a, a whole bunch of uh, what's that game they play with the mallets and the balls. On the um, croquet. like feature, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a bunch of croquet rings, but instead, some like make we put that up. It'd be real nice. It'd be real nice. But best of all, airstreams are light trailers, which means my CRV could haul it. So where the fuck I would take this thing to remote broadcast from? But I want to do it. Yeah. Does that mean I just have a, a dumb problem? Why? Why do I desire this stupid thing? Um, you know, hey, why are boobs good? You know what I mean? Why does the sun rise? Some things just are. And to take it to the next stupid level, Trent, the other thing I'd love to do would be to also customize the side that the door is on so that entire side is weather sealed but can also be detached and lowered so that way the trailer itself is just a stage. Think about it. Just the way these food trucks pull up and sell food, yes. we could sell entertainment. Yes, yeah, we'd be we'd we'd be like traveling gypsies, but instead of doing like a Shakespeare on the side of the road, we'd be doing netheads live and in your face. That oh my! And the first thing, the first thing that Chris in the studio would be the road trip to the live show in Utah. Yes, if you think about it. Yes, right. And so I could be broadcasting like you know every stop, do a show. I mean, think about it, man. All I got to do is find a parking lot. The live, and you do it while you're going, while you're moving. No, I think I think they I, they might pull me over for that. They, oh, hey, not if not if not a, if Obama if the Trump wins, you won't. That's right. By the way, <laughs> did you see that? I, the one thing I love about uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon is that you don't need to watch the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon in order to get the good stuff from the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, exactly. Um, you just watch the the YouTube highlights. Exactly. Did you see the YouTube highlight of Artie Lang on there last week? No. Uh -uh. 
he, he said the best thing about Donald Trump is that he always sounds like all of his ideas sound like he's drunk. It's like, I'm going to build a wall around all of Mexico. <laughs> he's, he's like if drunk uncle were running for president. That's the way it seems, but man, it kind of I, is, you know, man. I always wondered. I always wondered why the guy, you know, always tap dance with this, uh, with the ideas of running for president. And but now I understand why, because, I mean, look at the incredible hit the rest of his life has had to take because of this. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. Well, exactly. Everyone's backing out of deals left. But here's the thing: when you're when you're that crazy, it's eventually going to catch up to you. I hope. Fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the, the thing I'm hoping is it's, it's just another uh, old white guy with lots of money and delusions of grandeur and, and he may go the distance, but then it'll be done. Yeah, yeah. O honestly, like, again, people, Herman Cain was also leading the polls at the beginning of the last of the last campaign. So this too shall pass. Folks, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I'm going to make a prediction. One of the things we can do is we can be rest assured that as long as we're able to talk to Trent and he has at least 15 minutes before every show, we can get the honest take on at least what the Republicans are feeling just by him gauging the temperature of the candidates from the Utah perspective. <laughs> oh, God, dude. Oh, man. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And boy, there, there, this, there's just there's so much red blood here. It, you, you, you'd never know. So, what are we going to call that? Is that going to be the Polititrent? I'd like to think we call it the Republican dipstick. No, okay. We're just gonna we're just gonna you put know. our dipstick into the <laughs> Republican like agenda. You, see what comes. Yeah, if, if you're checking your oil, you got to put the dipstick in to see where it's at. All right, sir. If if you want to stick with that, <laughs> then now on. Ladies and gentlemen of the NetHeads Nation, I put it out there right now. Trent, I'm going to be quiet, okay? Give yeah, us a few yeah. different takes of Republican dipstick. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <clears throat> oh, this is Trent Hunsaker, and I'm telling you to listen to the Republican dipstick. We're going to give it to you live and uncut, uh, just like I like my politicians. Alive and uncut. I really appreciate that, Okay. <laughs> That was like a complete spot. I'm looking to uh, create a sample for people to do jingles to. Okay, so oh, sure, 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 just, sure, 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 just give sure. me a few different takes of the Republican dipstick. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> the Republican dipstick. Yeah. Or, or there could always be like the Republican dipstick. Obama can take my guns. Okay. Good. Good. Those are. Those are. Good, I think options. And maybe it'll change. Maybe Folks, it'll just be like the dipstick or the political dipstick. We don't know. It, it you know, it can, it can evolve. It can move. It can be fluid. But in the interim, Netheads Nation, you have your samples. Go make us a jingle that we'll be able to play next week when I'm in the studio again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, there were other stuff that came to my mind, but I can't remember it now. So we'll uh, we'll just tip off here. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Thank you for watching or listening, whichever it is. Be very interesting to see how this week is going to play out. We can either all celebrate together or just shrug and go, "What the fuck happened last week?" Uh, which I'm I'm wondering if it'll happen. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and uh, you uh, know, shout else outs to Mayor. Plug before we go, uh, yeah, just shout out to Mayor Beertown. Uh, RLE116, someone named Robert England that is not Freddy Krueger, um, Miranda Janelle, T. Cates, That Fracking Cat, Dougie Fresh, 
all the rest of you, thanks for listening or watching. Whatever you were doing, thank, thank you. Thanks for being here live. Yeah, especially since we were up against not only a live Kevin Smith show here in San Francisco, Q&A going on right now, uh, but also we are up against Fear the Walking Dead tonight, Trent. Yeah. There's been yeah, a Walking Dead Summer's marathon. Fun. Yeah, and SummerSlam. But I was thinking more that the, the other thing that would take our demographic away would be the premiere of Fear the Walking Dead, which is the – it's a Walking Dead sister show, but it's also kind of like a prequel because it's, it's back at the launch of the um, – of the virus when it first comes out, whatever this walking dead virus is. So that's what we're up against. Yep. I think it's set in LA too. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. Anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to go back and see what this show is like since that's the really cool thing about it though. If you think about it, I don't think I'm considered the hub per se. I think you're streaming to the hangout. I'm streaming to the hangout. So uh, odds are the only person that's getting hit with the true lag spikes is me, and that's what I hope. But it'll be fun to see how it pans out. Yeah, I think so. Another lag spike. Let's try that again. My name is Will. Uh, and I'm Trent. And you've been trying to watch another edition or listen to NetHeads on... Uh... Smartcast.com. Yeah, that's much better when you do it. Smartcast.com. I don't even I'm know sorry, what's when... happening now. I'm... <laughs> when did you become a gold, a gold miner? Yeah. What happened there? Smartcast. <laughs> There's podcasts up in them hills. <laughs> this is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. Signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. 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 We'll be back soon. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.